Hi everyone and welcome to Behind the Numbers. My name is Dave Bookbinder. I'm a Senior Director of Valuation Services at CFGI. And in my world, business performance and business value is measured by the numbers. This is the show where we dig a little bit deeper and go behind the numbers to understand what really matters most in business. A hot topic that I'm sure you've all read about uh, recently is employee engagement. Uh, why it matters, how do you measure it, and how do you get the most out of your people. And today, I've got a guest who's going to help us understand all those things. I'm pleased to welcome Doug Claffey, who is the CEO of Energage. Doug, welcome to Behind the Numbers. Thanks very much. Uh, pleasure to have you. Uh, we normally start the program where my guest tells the audience a little bit of who they are about their firm, and then let's get after it. Sounds great. So uh, I'm Doug Claffey. I'm the founder of Energage. Um, Energage is an employee engagement and culture company, and we help build and brand great cultures. Um, just a little bit about me prior to, to Energage. I was a rocket scientist in the aerospace industry for a number of years, and then was a consultant at McKinsey and Company. Uh, but my real passion was about how people work together um, and applying science and the discipline of engineering to that uh, challenge of how to help people work together better. And so that was the sort of genesis of the founding of Energage. I've never had a rocket scientist on the program before, so you're the first. Well, reformed rocket scientist, not a current practice. Okay. So let's dive into this topic of employee engagement. Why does it matter so much? Why is it the hot topic on everybody's tongue today? It's the hot topic because a lot of the other sources of strategic advantage have already become essentially democratized across businesses. And so uh, we went through a phase where it was all about um, putting in the discipline of quality, TQM, uh, putting in uh, ERP, um, CRM. And so those, um, we had um, competitive advantages around geography or around access to information. And the internet and technology have essentially eliminated those as sources of strategic advantage. And so it's getting to the point where the only remaining source of strategic advantage is your people. And so if we have engaged cultures, if we have uh, cultures where people want to come to work and give their best, those are the businesses that are going to win in today's uh, economy. Well, you're preaching to the choir when it comes to that, and I think you know that. But how does a firm measure engagement? So the, really the best way to measure engagement is by asking the employees themselves and then applying uh, benchmarking to that through an employee survey. And um, that can be done as an annual survey, that can be done on a more continuous basis with Pulse, but ultimately you want to ask employees um, how they're feeling and then you have to do it with a benchmark or you're not going to know where you stand. So within the surveys, I mean, people will tell you they've been surveyed to death. I know I have throughout my career. And a couple of things that come to mind when you think about surveys, traditionally speaking, is one, are they anonymous? Can I really be truthful in this? And number two, what's the employer really going to do with this information? So is there a regular cadence that you'd recommend? And how do people actually take these surveys seriously? So great points, uh, one around anonymity and one around cadence. The other one I would bring up is around the length of the survey. and yeah. so. What you really don't want is a survey that's too long and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, attention spans are shorter now than ever um, and nobody wants to take a survey that's 150 questions. Um, so we found the sweet spot to be just around 20 questions or so, sort of less than five minutes. Um, and then an annual survey followed up by a cadence of either monthly or quarterly kind of pulse check-ins is the way to do it. And then anonymity is critically important and so um, you really want to use a third party who's going to um, keep that employee confidentiality, but provide enough insight uh, in terms of where the feedback came from, what department, what demographic, so that it's actionable. 
And you've got a patent, if I'm not mistaken, around the survey that you use. Yeah, we do. It's, um, we've taken a discipline called high-stakes math and applied it to the problem uh, and the challenge of how to interpret survey results. And um, this is the same type of, um, of algorithms that are used for things like cancer detection. Um, we've taken that to remove all the inherent sort of biases and demographic biases that are in survey responses to give you better, more uh, accurate insights into how your people feel about your department, your company, uh, than uh, versus the benchmark. And what's the, the scale, if you will? Is it like a one to 10 level of engagement? How do you actually measure it, so to speak? So we measure engagement on a uh, zero to 100% scale. So 100% engage would mean that individuals answered three statements, at least slightly positively, which are, um, I feel motivated to do my best. I, f I uh, have not looked for a job in the last 60 days and um, I would refer this place to a friend to work. And so if you can answer all three of those positively, then you'd be considered engaged. Um, and then we also measure um, highly engaged and um, actively disengaged. But, the, but it's really that sort of 100% scale is how we measure engagement. Okay, so let's poke on the, the, the button of anonymity a little bit because I sure. imagine a lot of people would wonder, I don't want to disclose that I'm looking for a job currently. How do you get around that? So the um, the answer is on a, on a one to seven point scale um, because they're using an external um, uh, vendor who, who really lives and dies by anonymity, they know that, that we're not gonna provide their name or their number associated with that. We do ask follow-up comments and so, and we're very careful to uh, let people know that we're gonna provide those comments back to their leadership so that it's actionable. So if you were to answer, uh, hi, I'm Dave, and I looked for a job last month in the comments, then you would be revealing your anonymity. As right. long as you don't do that, then you're gonna be safe from an anonymity perspective. Yeah, and I get my instinct also is too, if, if an employee is working in an environment where they're fed up and they really are looking for a job, uh, they feel they probably have nothing to lose anyway. Yeah, I think that, that, that there's something to be said for that, but we, we do find that um, we'll get response rates you know from 80 to 90 percent and then people are typically pretty honest about how they feel about the company because um, they want to get the feedback in and and uh, and, and uh, ideally make their workplace better let's talk a little bit about intergage in your business for for a quick moment here uh, who are the kind of clients that you're typically working with really they range anywhere from 50 employees up to 50,000 so we range uh, from the SMB up through the the mid-market and enterprise across all sectors so we um, work with government agencies to nonprofits to to um, tech to manufacturing to banking the the sectors that that were um, that we support more so than others are tend to be around healthcare um, finance and technology is that generally because that's where the the problems are <laughs> well it's where the problems there those are really people intensive yeah. processes and so um, if I'm at a hospital, then um, the, the relationship between employee engagement and the patient experience is well understood, for example. So, How do people at your client companies become self-aware, let's call it, to recognize that, hey, we, we need to do something like this? What's that process like? There's probably two or three different paths to becoming self-aware that we need to do something about this. Um, one is when employee retention starts to take a nosedive. And so um, in a very tight job economy, when, um, when companies are trying to lose their valued employees um, because they're going to find another job, that's one sort of a wake-up call. Um, another one is uh, companies for whom 
taking care of employees is part of the DNA of the company and part of the founding. And then a third one will often be when a new leader will come into a senior leadership team um, and kind of bring that topic as an important priority and then that will then become one of the sort of top three priorities for the business. Um, usually it's led by a champion of some sort on the senior team. It's kind of that third path. Yeah. So the survey is just one component of um, your, your technology platform, if you will. Talk a little bit about the, that culture tech platform that your website speaks to, if you would. Sure, so, uh, so survey is really the, um, pr provides the, the um, analysis of kind of where you stand now, but in terms of improving culture and improving engagement, um, some of the, the key elements that lend themselves to use of technology are around appreciation. So our Connect product, part of the, the culture tech platform, allows people to express appreciation for each other um, through technology and then to share that on a culture wall that actually displays uh, dis gratitude that I might ex uh, express to you, for example, to say, you know, thanks, Dave, for, for doing a great job of, uh, of uh, this interview. Um, then our coach product allows you to um, create structured coaching discussions between employees and their managers. It's another area that we know from our research is really important to employees for engagement. Um, and then the, uh, the last piece is our feedback tool, which provides um, a, a, a anonymous path to senior leadership that's kind of year-round when problems arise. We know from our research that senior managers understanding what's really going on in the business is an important thing to employees, so provide that safe path. So for our viewers who would like to learn more about you and your business, how can they contact you, Doug? Uh, best way is to go to www.energage.com and, uh, and reach out to us through there. So I don't want you to reveal the secret sauce, and we only have a couple of minutes left in this first segment, but everyone out there probably is wondering, so now that I've measured engagement, how do I do something about it to change it? So the um, engagement really is driven by 15 different drivers that we measure with the survey. And so every business is going to be a, a bit different in terms of where you're doing really well. So you want to celebrate those and reinforce them. And then where there are opportunities, your biggest opportunities to improve. And so the survey acts as diagnostic to identify the areas to improve. And what we recommend is at the company level, you pick one or two uh, areas to focus on. Uh, and then each department can pick one or two areas to focus on throughout the, the uh, organization. And then you can monitor your progress on that through um, this pulsing or connect capability. Um, and the um, really don't want to try to change too many things at once, because these are all interconnected. So pick a handful of things, be really clear about uh, that these are priorities, and then go after them in the context of your business and day-to-day -day business. So. Yeah, and just to put your survey in context, you've done quite a few of them, if I'm not mistaken. What's the number? Uh, so at this point, we've surveyed about 14 million employees across the United States, right around 50,000 organizations. Uh, in a given year, we'll survey about one out of every 60 or so employees in the U.S., so it's pretty comprehensive. Is there a single um, hot-button issue that you found in, across all those surveys that, that really drives engagement or lack thereof? Now, they're not a single driver. I've mentioned these kind of 15. Yeah. 15 is kind of too hard to remember, so we've grouped them into four imperatives. Um, those are aligning, so aligning on where you're going and how you're getting there, um, a deep sense of alignment. The second one is, is connection, so employees uh, at a gut level feel connected to the company, its mission, its purpose, um, and to, the, to leadership and to their team. And then the third one is around um, coaching, so developing a uh, coaching relationship between managers and employees. And the fourth one is around execution, um, and so that's around getting stuff done well. And so those are the four uh, imperatives to a great 
workplace to, to high engagement and a great culture. And who inside the organization is, is spearheading that effort? Is it the top of the org chart? Is it more of an HR function? How does that play? So HR normally acts as the uh, kind of expert and champion and, um, and as the sort of champion to ensure that, that uh, that's being done well. But, it, but for it really to work, it needs to be senior leadership. And typically, that's going to be um, the CEO, COO, um, you know, one or two members of the senior leadership team. What's been the leadership team's responses over the years as you've presented results to them? Good, good news, bad news? Yeah, so, so there's probably broadly a, three or four different categories. One would be um, a, a, just a sense of affirmation for the hard work they put in for the top workplaces that we find through our top workplaces research. Um, and then a second one is, uh, is a, a sense of affirmation around certain elements of the survey results. Oh yeah, we kind of knew there was a problem here, uh, but we were but surprised around others. And then the last one is denial and saying, you know, that's not, I, I, I want to try to, I'll, I'll deny that that's that reality because I don't right. want to address it. And so those are the, the, the sort of four different reactions. Okay. And we're going to talk more about the top workplaces, but I think we've got to take a quick commercial break at the moment. So you don't go anywhere, and you don't go anywhere, and we'll be right back on Behind the Numbers after this brief break. Artisan cheeses, organic produce, and grocery items, all from the finest purveyors. We're Steli Market Fresh, from our family to yours. RVN TV is a platform for people of any industry to share their story. Over 285,000 viewers are tuning in to RVN TV shows monthly. We guarantee a great experience that you'll be sharing with everyone you know while increasing your personal and company's brand awareness. But what is your brand? According to Forbes, it's a combination of your logo, your product, your design and feel, and your personality. Did you know that aside from being a guest, we offer even more opportunity to boost your brand? Adding your company logo and website on screen during your interview will allow viewers to recognize your brand instantly. Incorporating images and video clips is another great way to showcase your product during your live segment. Let viewers see how good you really are. And most importantly, there's you and your interview. For less than the cost of a newspaper, direct mail, or a magazine ad, you can leave our studio and within 48 hours have a permanent digital copy of your live segment to link to your social media, embed into your company website, or use in email marketing. Investing in your brand is so very important, and we can't wait to have you as a guest. Shelter dogs aren't broken. They've simply experienced more life. If they were human, we would call them wise. They would be the ones with tales to tell and stories to write. The ones dealt a bad hand who responded with courage. Do not pity a shelter dog. Adopt one. Say we've got grit and we'll take it as a compliment because it's our uncommon drive, our spark within that brings us together and sets us apart. We are temple made. And when others take shortcuts, when others take breaks, when others take the easy way, we take charge. Add us on social media to watch bloopers, behind the scenes footage, 
previews, and more. I work 13 hours a day, six days a week. So when I'm off the clock, I gotta get stuff done. So when I need a snack, I need something healthy, tasty, and easy to eat. Like wonderful pistachios without the shells. They're protein powered, delicious, and great on the go. And that's perfect for me. Thanks, Liz. A woman without a lot of time. Hi everyone, welcome back to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder. Today we're talking all things employee engagement and corporate culture with Doug Claffey, the Chief Executive Officer of Entergage. And, and Doug, let's just talk a little terminology real quick here. Employee engagement, workplace experience, corporate culture, they're often used synonymously. Um, are they all really the same thing? Yeah, they are not the same thing. Employee engagement is a metric or a measurement that is it gives you a sense of how of the quality of a culture um, that's consistent across many different cultures. And so um, I could have a, a culture that's really focused on innovation or a culture that's really focused on execution. Um, and I could have employees and, and individuals who are more suited to one or the other. Um, in both cases, engagement is a measure of uh, a consistent measure across cultures that gives me a sense of the quality of that culture. So, and then employee experience is, is a term that's really come into um, use recently, um, and that's really followed the notion of a customer experience. And so that experience starts with when I first am exposed to the, the, the company from an outside perspective as a, as a uh, prospect or even as a customer, all the way through an interview process to onboarding um, to um, my annual review process and, and then as I exit, is that a kind of a good experience as well? And so um, those are all related. Those three terms are kind of used in some ways interchangeably, but engagement is that measurement of the a measurement of the quality of a culture and then experience is uh, from the employee-centric perspective, like how, does it, how do I experience that company from start to end? So when you talk about the employee experience piece, what I heard in my head was that your people are your brand ambassadors. They represent your firm both externally to your clients and your customers, but also internally to your employees. Can you talk a little bit about that brand culture alignment? Culture branding, sure. So, um, culture branding or culture is something that's still um, only a, a, a few companies think about that uh, from a from an employer branding perspective. That certainly, the discipline of branding your company and your product for your customers is a well understood topic, and there's lots and lots of uh, time and effort and, and, and money that are spent on those uh, on branding your company for your customers. There's a handful of companies that have really been focused on having a great employer brand for many years and companies like uh, McKinsey and Company or, or Enterprise Rent-A-Car or um, the uh, those are, are all strong employer brands. That's a discipline that people are starting to think about now more broadly is to say how do I brand my own company uh, the, our culture and what's unique and distinctive about it uh, that would attract the right people to come and join uh, whatever mission or purpose that company's on. And so that branding element is a uh, is an aspect of the employee experience that um, has been not hasn't had a lot of time spent on it in the past. People are starting to really focus on that going forward. Yeah, because when I think about it too, in this this age of Glassdoor and other review sites, uh, as employees leave, if they've had a bad experience inside your company they're not bashful in telling the world about it, and that's got to impact recruitment, retention, and even morale, right? 
Yeah, and, and even more particularly with Glassdoor, um, people are generally not going to come to your, your uh, Glassdoor site, uh, employees, and leave, leave uh, feedback unless they've had a negative experience. You don't really get a sense of what the company's culture is like based on Glassdoor. It's, it's kind of a distorted, uh, almost a funhouse mirror uh, vision mm -hmm. of a company. And so companies are starting to become more active in branding their culture, figuring out what's unique and distinctive about that. Um, and that's part of our culture tech platform is to help you understand the unique elements of your culture that you can get out to the to the uh, uh, out to the market. So I'll flip the script a little bit. If you're if we're talking to somebody who's doing a job search right now and they're trying to assess the corporate culture of somebody that maybe is uh, interested in hiring them, Glassdoor obviously, like you said, is the funhouse mirror. How do they really get a handle on the, the culture inside an organization as an outsider? So uh, one place you can go is to topworkplaces.com. Top Workplaces is a site that uh, contains a lot of our research that covers all of the employees, not just the ones who are kind of disgruntled and maybe posting on Glassdoor. That's a great site to look for the best employers in regions around the country. And you'll find um, rough, over 2,000 companies are in, in uh, top workplaces. Now, from a, um, if, if they're not in the top workplaces research uh, and you want to try to understand the culture, um, you're really going to have to uh, navigate your way through um, your social connections through um, maybe folks that you're connected with on LinkedIn who work there. Um, it, it's actually just a lot harder right now to actually get a real beat on the culture. And um, certainly, as, as, um, as I'm sure you've experienced, interviews are a tough spot to really assess a culture because um, everybody's kind of on their best behavior in an interview sure. situation. So um, we encourage, I would encourage people when you, when you go to a, a company to really look around and see how people are interacting with each other um, outside of that kind of, uh, ideally outside of that interview experience. Gotcha. How can people get in contact with you, Doug, if they want to learn more? Um, so the, our website is www.entergage.com. And if you want to see the top workplaces research, that's at www.topworkplaces.com. Let's jump into the numbers just a little bit. We spend a lot of time going behind the numbers, and that's really important. But a lot of our viewers want to understand that there's really a return on this, uh, that it's not just woo-woo concept. You've seen it. You've experienced it. Can you talk a little bit about the ROI of engagement and culture? Sure. So employee engagement has hovered right around 30% or so for, for many years, meaning that only about 30% of employees would answer positively to those three uh, survey questions around feeling motivated, uh, wanting to refer to friends, and then having not having looked for a job in the past 60 days. The When you look at top workplaces, they average about 60% engagement, so about double that return. From an ROI perspective, they also tend to return about 30% higher uh, total return, so that would be for public company, that's going to be your share price plus your, your dividends. Um, and so kind of a coincidence, I guess, but that 30 points of engagement also yields about 30 points of, of additional shareholder return. Um, so it's substantial. So let's make this really clear. If you do the right thing around your employees, increase their engagement, get them bought in, not only do you move the needle in a meaningful way on engagement, but you can drive that discretionary effort that really increases enterprise value. Increases your enterprise value. It's going to, and, and that really is going to be um, through a, a combination of a better customer experience, more innovation, uh, more efficiency, um, really the ideas coming from from the employees, not just from senior leadership. Yeah, so. good stuff. How does the economy, employment rate, impact engagement and culture, if at all? So, so we founded Entergage, then Workplace Dynamics in 
2006, so just before the Great Recession and the jobless recovery. And it, sometimes it's a little bit hard to remember that time because we're sitting in um, one of the most robust employment uh, environments since 1967, I think, we're at 3.8% employment. During that time, uh, as we were doing our top workplaces research, there were broadly two types of companies. Um, the ones who understood that that employee engagement experience uh, really matters, maybe even matters more during a time of, um, of uh, great kind of stress to the economy, and then the ones who said, listen, you're lucky to have a job. Um, and so that was, that's really the, the, um, the kind of other side of the, of the um, divide. And as the economy recovered, those companies who treated uh, employees poorly really struggled to hire, uh, whereas the ones who treated employees well um, really thrived during that time. And so now we're sitting at a time where um, unemployment rates down around 3.8% or so. Um, companies that uh, treat employees as widgets or as um, sort of cogs in the machine um, are ultimately going to struggle to retain those folks. And, and so that, that unemployment puts, uh, that low unemployment rate really puts a lot of pressure on um, the organizations that kind of don't get it, I guess. Yeah. Now, the pendulum will swing back at some point. Um, there have been sort of uh, a number of folks who've been saying it was going to be this year for the last three years or so. Uh, and so, uh, but, but, the, um, but there w it will be important to um, stay on top of employee engagement experience as that pendulum starts to swing whenever it does. Yeah, we've got about 60 seconds to go here and sure. I'm going to ask you an unfair question. Yeah. I know that what you do is your passion. This is your why. I totally get it. Is the bar set higher for you as a leader in an organization that's responsible for measuring and, and increasing employee engagement? Um, I would certainly think so. And so our employees get to work with top workplaces and get to see what they're like uh, all over the country. So uh, we have a really high bar and we set a high bar for ourselves um, and a high set of expectations around that. I am not surprised to hear that. Yeah. On that note, we've got to end. Uh, my guest today has been Doug Claffey, Chief Executive Officer of Energage. My name is Dave Bookbinder. This has been Behind the Numbers. We'll see you next time. Take care.